question is spirituality 2.0. Up until this point, most teachers on this planet, myself included, are teaching spirituality 101. When you look at the collective human race, what you're looking at is a group of people who are in the attitude of complete utter powerlessness. They don't understand they create their own reality. They don't understand that they can have what they want. So all of this pain that is powerlessness makes it so that the next logical step, which is spirituality 101, is a movement towards what is wanted. It's a movement towards positive feeling emotions. It's like saying, look, you actually do have power. It is empowerment. It is to give someone permission to get what they want. It's to allow them to understand that as a universal creator, they can create the life they want. So, even though in spirituality, 101, you become acquainted with yourself and what you want and what you really think and what you really feel. It's still an external movement towards what you want in the world. The way to end suffering in yourself is an opposite movement. Instead of moving out into the world, we move in towards ourself. So the major shift is, instead of the message being follow your joy, the message is quit going anywhere. The message is you're sitting with yourself completely, with the totality of how you feel. It's the opposite of go in the direction of joy. It's let yourself sink into your pain, which is not something that most people are ready for. So what you watch in this progression, in all things you can see a progression for someone who's in a place of utter powerlessness and grief. Moving into anger is a vibrational improvement and until they move into anger, they can't move into emotions like empowerment and like joy. From somebody who's completely powerlessly dependent on other things. Moving into independence is a vibrational improvement before they can move into the space of interdependence, which is a close state to source itself. From where you are, totally powerless to your own life, moving to a space of personal empowerment and towards your wants, is a crucial movement. Unless you let yourself go in the direction of what you want, you can't move into the next graduated step, which is to move beyond wanting. This is where most of our spiritual teachers are falling short, the Buddha included. What he was doing was trying to teach version 2.0 before people were ready. He was basically saying, look, you gotta not want, because wanting is really the root of suffering. Now I'm going to sit here today and tell you that it's not the root of suffering. It's the result of suffering. All wanting is a movement away from something. All, all, all wanting 
is designed to try to get you away from something you don't want to feel. I want love because I don't want to feel the pain of not being loved. I want a fancy house so I don't have to feel the pain of poverty. Every single want is designed to escape from a feeling. So in essence, all wanting is a form of movement which propagates suffering. So in the end, spirituality 2.0 moves beyond wanting. But you can't rush it. That's the thing. When you have a spiritual teacher like the Buddha, you have somebody who was born a prince. He was never born into the attitude of lack of abundance. We have to understand that about this being, because he never came from a space of powerlessness to the world that was so bad that he didn't know that he could have you know, he didn't know that he couldn't have what he wanted, basically. He grew up with this attitude of everything is mine, women, money, anything. It was not until he saw death and saw suffering that he even got curious. So he, coming from that space, taught people about the value of letting go of wants and desires and all external movement and external grasping. The problem is, for the people who have been born into poverty, who have been born without the idea that they can't have anything they want, in the lack mentality, you can't cause them to not want what they want. Single most important thing to understand about spiritual practice, you can't cause somebody to not want something they want. That means if they want millions of dollars, you better help them get that, rather than teach them not to want. So. Spirituality 2.0 has caused a lot of problems when it's tried to impose itself on people who are not ready for 2.0. They're still at 101. This is what happens if you let people go in the direction of what they want. They get what they want, and they keep getting what they want. And they keep getting what they want, and then something gorgeous happens. They realize that no matter what they want, no matter what they get, no matter how their life changes, they're still fucking miserable. I think it's the best moment you could possibly have. Crying is a natural release. It's a natural release when you are in complete alignment with the truth of the universe itself. You can really do no other than cry at the possibility of what this life would look like if people learned how to set themselves completely free. You can't teach somebody the relief of knowing what it's like to not run. In running from our feelings, which is what we're doing when we want something else, we abandon ourselves. 
ultimately to want, to not want the self, to not want what is. So, spirituality 2.0 is the point that you get completely broken open in the best way possible. No more movement. Beyond wanting, no more self-abandonment. But it takes a great deal of bravery. That's why it's really the answer that everyone's been looking for. The way to end suffering is not to go in the direction of joy. It's to walk straight into the eye of the storm of your own suffering. It's not a light process. It's the kind of thing where it's like you've been put into a rock tumbler. Every single edge, every unnecessary aspect of your being is going to be stripped from you. It's like a living hell. But guess what you find out? You find out nothing actually happens. Instead of something being done to you, it's undone. When we are undone, we become what we really are. Then there's nothing to suffer from. What you find out quite quickly is the fact that every aspect of our suffering on this planet is not because of the thing itself, it's because of resistance to the thing. Why do you feel pain when you get hit by a car? It's because you're resisting the hit. You're resisting the pain. So, the way to end suffering in yourself is to go directly into your uncomfortable emotions. Allowing 101 is I'm going to allow my joy. I'm going to go in the direction of my joy. Allowing 2.0 is I'm going to allow my pain. What happens if I open my heart completely to the emotions I was the most afraid of feeling? What if in being afraid of not feeling these feelings, I am being afraid of living itself? You can only call this living because you feel this experience, and so if we don't let ourselves feel this experience, including pain, we're not living. Spirituality 2.0, we sit in those emotions. You melt into them like butter, you don't try to change them. Spirituality 101 is try to change those emotions consciously with your mind because you can. That's empowering for someone who doesn't know they can. Spirituality 2.0. Don't change one thing. Because when you think you have to change your thoughts or your feelings, when you think that there's something that has to get better or heal, you're already acknowledging that there's something wrong. It's like saying the way I am is not okay. You're damaging yourself the minute you say I want to heal. So this is why when spirituality 2.0 becomes our new spirituality, spirituality 101 is now released. Healing is a great concept, spirituality 101. 2.0, healing now, now doesn't serve us. But you're saying that people have to go through 101 to get to 2.0? Yes, a great many, most. On the risk of me exposing that there is a second level here, potentially even more to spirituality, is that everyone will want to leap because humans 
see value in terms of what level you're at. So everyone will be like, okay, well now Teal's basically coming out against wanting, even though she was all for going in the direction of wants, and it's a major risk. The only reason I'm talking about spirituality 2.0 is because you asked the question, how do you end suffering? Is there a way to know that you're not ready for 2.0? Yeah. Tell me what you really want. Many people would say, I want to know what you want. I want to be happy. Is that what you want? Um, I want to know purpose. And, um, but it's not okay to want that. It's not okay to want purpose in life? Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're saying that right now isn't okay. Did you see the emotion you had? When I told you it was inappropriate to want purpose, you felt bad. That means you're not ready for 2.0. It means there's still things out there you want. And it's okay if we have a little bit of ourselves in 101 and a little bit in 2.0. It's not an immediate process, it's just... You know you're ready. You know you're ready for spirituality 2.0 when you realize that nothing you ever do is going to make you happy. Do you see how when you realize that nothing you get, nothing you do, nothing you ever try will ever make you happy? It's like you just, there's nothing else to do. You stop running. You stop moving. I want you to picture this in one way. It's like a really good mental picture for how to alleviate suffering. Suffering is like we're running away from this tornado that's behind us. Now that tornado could be a great many things. It could be the lack of money. It could be living a life that's not really mine. Lack of freedom. Whatever. It's a different tornado for every one of us. When you realize that nothing you ever do is going to make it so that you ever stop running from that tornado and that you ever get to a place where that tornado isn't coming towards you or ever get to a place where you're happy. It's almost like you're ready to die. So you flip around and you run headfirst into the storm. But running headfirst into the storm isn't like an attitude of resisting it. It's not like, you know, screw you storm, right? That's not the energy. Energy is like, fine. It's absolute surrender. It's like, you sort of, it's like you're shutting your eyes and you're letting it come over you. And that's exactly what it feels like for a lot of the emotions you're resisting. It will feel like you are sitting in a place where the external reality is trying to rip you apart limb from limb. And you have to be with it. Do you know how hard it is to be with that feeling? Your heart it is to be with the feeling of what we call a panic attack. But the first time you find out that when you don't resist that thing, it passes right over the top of you. And not only does it pass over the top of you, leaving you okay, it leaves you better. It leaves you with the first sense you've ever had of internal peace. You can't ever go back. 
when you say it's a great risk for people to do that, what do you mean? That's what it will feel like. See, the universe knows if you don't resist something, it can't hurt you. The greatest martial artists of our time will tell you, you can bend the time-space reality this way by not resisting a bullet that can't actually enter your skin. But from our perspective, it seems like extreme risk, and that's exactly what it'll feel like. It'll feel like you are willingly jumping into shark-infested waters. Now, a lot of people will say, well, in version 101, you've been telling us, follow your emotional guidance system. It doesn't feel good to go in the direction of what feels bad. Here's the interesting thing. We don't come into this life with a natural aversion to feeling life. We don't come in and naturally resist those things. We're educated into it. The first time that you cry and mom and dad says, stop doing that, you start resisting your emotions. It's socialization. Also, we have to realize that we have come here after lifetime upon lifetime upon lifetime of trying to figure out this expansion in the universe, trying to understand what we are, what source is. Now, when source gets to a point where it's done seeking externally, which is really an illusion because it can't seek externally because there, there is nothing else but source, it begins to seek internally. So it's almost like, let's expand, now let's turn back towards oneness. But that turn back towards oneness is completely being with the self. Now here's something interesting. We try to avoid ourselves and we abandon ourselves all the time doing things we think are good for us. Anytime you are trying to feel better you're resisting yourself. You're abandoning the way you are. You're abandoning yourself as you are, especially if you do not feel positive emotion. So, this really interesting thing has started to happen. The first time you decided you didn't want to be in your body and inside yourself present with a negative emotion, instead of acting on it. So acting on it would be, I feel this negative emotion, let's smoke, so I can feel better. Let's go on a run, so I can feel better. Anytime you're trying to feel better, you're escaping the emotion. You, in essence, abandoned yourself. The minute you did that, you became fractured. You split off from yourself. The only key to becoming whole again is to reintegrate those fractured aspects of yourself. That means you have to re experience and feel for the first time those emotions you didn't let yourself feel. Now the first time you said, I, I want to go away from what I'm feeling right now and abandon myself in that moment, you in essence said, I'm only going to be with myself when I feel good. So you ready for the rat race? The real rat race of those of us in the spiritual practice is this. I want to feel better. Because when I feel happy, I'll finally be whole. Because that's the only point at which I'll let myself be with me. Now, that's version 101. Version 2.0 says, wait. 
If I want wholeness, I want oneness. That's what I ultimately want. And oneness, which is a reflection of universal oneness, is oneness with the self. How about instead of feeling good so I can finally be with myself? Because that's the only time I want to be present with myself is when I feel good. Let's just be completely present with how I feel, even if that's totally crappy. And then I'm whole right here and now, regardless of how I feel. It's what you wanted from your parents. What we want from our parents is unconditional love, and what we got from them is we will only love you if you are feeling good. How many of you honestly had parents that loved you through your negative emotions? By far and away, the majority of us were condemned for our negative emotions. So what if you were the, for the first time in your life, you are the one who is with you no matter what, with zero conditions? It's what we've been asking from the universe for so long. If we're trying to feel good so that we can finally be present with ourselves in our lives, you're doing to yourself the same thing your parents did, and society does. We find out interesting things. It's helpful to go in the direction of need, even if you need other people. Like I said, that's an improvement from where most people are, denying themselves of their own needs. A person who's denying themselves of their own needs needs to allow themselves to get what they need, even if that's from other people. That's, that's spirituality 101. The next step is once you, once you let yourself do that, the next step is, you know, no matter what I try to get from other people, it never seems to fill me up. Because I never gave that stuff to me. So then, version 2.0 is not a lonely feeling. Instead, it's like that, that next step, that empowerment you know is, is calling you into this direction of like, okay, I need to give myself what I need. This thing I've been trying to get externally isn't working no matter how much I get. That's the point that you know you're ready to completely flip it on end and to say, I've been trying to get all this from other people. Let's do that for me. Step one is quit trying to feel good so people love you. So to love yourself, what does that mean? What did you want from your parents? What you wanted when you were crying is to have them be present with you. Not to try to whisk away the feeling, to invalidate the feeling, to try to make it different. To try to make the feeling different is to try to make you different. What you wanted is for someone to be completely present with you and present with your life. It's exactly what Buddha did when he sat underneath the Bodhi tree. What I'm talking about here, the way to end suffering, is vipassana, but it's emotional vipassana. It's not mental vipassana. It's the absence of running away from the self. It's completely being with yourself with absolutely no conditions. And no conditions for changing the way you feel. I'm not doing this so that I'll feel better. I'm completely present with myself, even in my negative emotions, and feeling every single aspect of them. Because it's the only thing there is to do, because it's the only truth, because it's all there is, because it is now. We cannot touch the present moment until we learn how to do this. That's sort of why I laugh when people try to teach other people how to be in the present moment. It's not possible. And it's also an escape. 
See, we're trying to teach you, and that, that the ultimate spirituality is authenticity. That's what you learn in this process. The ultimate spirituality is authenticity. Happiness doesn't even come close to touching the feet of authenticity. Once you get to that authenticity, you're in this amazing place where you are completely present with the now. Now, you can't get people there. This is important for us to realize. If I tell you, come to the present moment, feel how you feel, guess what I'm doing? I'm teaching you to get away from you. Because why do we ever teach people to come to the present moment so they don't have to feel the negative feelings they're feeling? We teach them. That's a result of your mind taking you off into stories. That's why you feel bad. So come back to the present moment. Guess what? You just escaped yourself. Those negative emotions were with you. That was the now. And you just escaped it by going to the now. So, until you let yourself feel everything. I mean completely feel everything. Including the suppressed feelings from your childhood and the suppressed memories from your past. You will never be present. And this is why. Every person on earth has post-traumatic stress disorder. Every single one of them. Even if you have really great parents, you have PTSD. And the thing about post-traumatic stress disorder is it projects itself into the now, so you can't experience the now. And until you sit with that thing which you suppressed, that is what PTSD is. It's at some level I disconnected from myself and I suppressed experiencing these things. That's why I have it surging into my now, because it's trying to integrate. It couldn't integrate then, it was too much. I escaped from myself. Now it's trying to integrate. Unless you allow it to integrate, you will never experience the now. So we're even rushing people when we're trying to get them to the now. The now is not something you can go do. It's an undoing. The now is the automatic byproduct of this process of never abandoning yourself, no longer moving away from yourself, completely going inward, being with yourself in your entirety, regardless of how ugly or beautiful that is. The now just automatically is. In between phases of experiencing and really feeling the things you never let yourself feel, you have these moments of peace which you never knew existed. Enough of that and you have no more suffering. 